Hello and welcome to BladesPod. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of August. My name is Ben, and on the line once again, it is Andrew. How are you feeling today, mate? Uh, a bit tired, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of the same, I suppose. Your, your standard opening day defeat there from the Blades. Uh, so we've now lost seven of our last nine opening league games, and it would have been eight out of nine if Billy Sharp hadn't got that really late equaliser at Bournemouth, which is, uh, mm. yeah, I, I don't know what conclusion you can draw about that. And I sort of feel, so I'm not that down about last night's loss to Watford to be honest as we'll get on to but maybe we shouldn't just like shrug our shoulders about like oh we lost again like on the opening day of the season but uh, I don't know I I sort of am doing really I went into it with very low expectations and I think my expectations got lower when I saw the team sheets as well that's it that's exactly right I think everyone were the same judging by like Twitter and stuff that team came out and then I looked at the Watford team and obviously Sarah and Dennis are playing and you're like and Pedro yeah (laughs) and Pedro yeah and this is going to have to be something pretty spectacular for us to get anything uh, it's it's a difficult one because it's you don't want to go with the talks. It's the first game and stuff, and Watford probably the, the strongest they'll be all season. So I can't imagine them keeping those three. But at the same time, it wasn't a good performance by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm a bit confused about what we're trying to do. To be honest, at the moment, yeah, I think it's it's obviously uh, insane to draw too many conclusions from uh, from one game, um, particularly when that's the side that's you know, kind of forced to put out really. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't enjoyable to watch by any means. I feel like we just played against a team that's better than anything we were able to put out. But at the mm. same time, nobody particularly played very well, and a few of them were really poor. I thought, and um, I don't know. I, I guess you could say, like, well, you know, if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot several times for one goal, then maybe we get away with a draw, but. I don't think I think we'd have been quite lucky to draw. To be honest, we played really poorly. We had very minimal threat. I mean, apart from that one kind of chance from Njai where he gets in on the edge of the box, like yeah, we did almost nothing. I think we we had one shot in the second half. Like that's discounting Egan's header at the back post, which yeah. I think is I think has been counted as a uh, attempted pass, which I think it. it Possibly yeah, well, was. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We had one shot. We were like behind from what fifty-six minutes. I think it was like thirty-five minutes left. And brought in all those substitutes. We didn't even have a shot after that. Our one um, shot, by the way, was the flex shot that led directly to their goal. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I suppose if that doesn't go in, you can say nil-nil, scrappy game, whatever. Got a point of the ball. Let's go. I think the, the the problem with those sort of games, and and I can see where some worries come in because. Last season, our away form were really poor, weren't it, towards the end? I know we, we picked up against QPR and then obviously beat Forest in the playoffs, but before that, we saw a lot of these sort of performances. Lost 1-0 at Millwall, lost 1-0 at Stoke, mm. lost 4-1 at Coventry. And we do look a completely different side. And what worries me is that the, the major worry for me is the midfield hasn't... We've said for two years, you know, we need some legs in that midfield. And unless Doyle is that player, we've not upgraded there at all missed all playing Norwood and Fleck there but I think maybe even the bigger concern at the moment for me is that we are playing with a back five rather than a back three because mm. <clears throat> particularly yesterday where Clark isn't getting forward he's not going to be doing any overlapping or supporting any attack or even midfield not in Davis tried to a degree but you know he, he's not he's another one who, who didn't really get forward at all I worry that we would, and obviously the fullbacks aren't the most attacking fullbacks neither. So yeah. it's five proper defenders. I think three five two fantastic when Wilder were here because you had O'Connell and Basham who obviously got forward. Basham in particular, I just worry that we were becoming like a five three one one. Is that is that enough players? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I do worry about that because I think we've got five players across the back who don't really, especially. At home, looking at Millwall on Saturday, where they will sit by, that's what Millwall do. Are we going to have five at the back again, just sort of for no reason? Yeah. So the reason we put this team out is is obviously injury and suspension, um, which I'll get into in a second. But yeah, mm. so we, we play uh, three centre-backs with Norrit and Davis on the left, um, which I think I mentioned in our preview is like, that might happen this season, but probably only yeah. in emergencies. Like. That's not that's that's not Plan A, and I, I don't think yeah. it will be at any point this season. 
Uh, Kieran Clark, um, who is a left-footed centre-back, he was playing on the right because Basham is injured and yep. Arnold Omenhodzic is suspended for last night, which we didn't. We, being Sheffield United Football Club, Paul Heckingbottom, did not know about until Thursday, and it seems was not known like in the media or anything until you know the team sheet dropped basically really weird really really weird that so have you, have you looked into this at all have you had a chance i've just, i've not actually looked into it no do you did you find out yeah why so he's all oh, right so it's it seems to be that he picked up the suspension on loan at bordeaux and mm. Mal, malmo who he was on loan from were not aware of it themselves because it was right. some, I mean, there's like a quote from their sort of director of football or whatever saying, like, oh, it's some bizarre thing where if you get booked three times in 10 games, you get a suspension. Um, right. So essentially, from, from what this interview said, Malmo didn't declare it to United, who only learned about it when, like, Ahmed Odzic's, um international clearance came through, like, ahead of it's the game. It's a good game. job he did, because we'd have had well, three yeah. points off on last <laughs> No, I, I think absolutely you're right. Yeah, and, and obviously we're trying to. Uh, Heckingbottom said like we, you know, got lawyers involved to try and, uh, you know, get rid of the suspension basically or postpone it. But it, it, it I mean, so I, I assume that's now served. I assume it is a one-match suspension, but it I don't know. I'm not taking that for granted. Ten games, yeah. Surely it's a one-matcher. Yeah, you'd think, but uh, I'm not taking it for granted just yet. <laughs> but what an absolutely bizarre situation, and it's a, a, a very easy thing to point fingers at the club for, I think, even if they are kind of justifiably saying, well, you never told us about this either, but you would, I don't know, it doesn't reflect well on United at all, does it? It doesn't, it doesn't. Do you imagine if he'd have played, and, uh, and then, you know, the, the day after, oh, Sheffield United have played an illegal player? Mm. That would have just been, what a classic start to the season that yeah. <laughs> So, well done, you found a silver lining. <laughs> Good work. Yeah, exactly. Could be on, could be on minus three now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Zero is actually much better than, than that situation. Um, yeah, so he's he was suspended. So Clark had to play out of position. Uh, struggled quite badly, I thought. Well, maybe yeah, not quite really. badly. I just didn't think I thought he had a really, really poor game, particularly first half. He, bit better second half, but first half I thought he had a... <sighs> Just looks so <clears throat> slow and getting beat for pace and stuff like that. And yeah, and obviously then he got took off, didn't he? When the um, when we went one 0 down. Yeah, uh, not the might... worst performance on the pitch, which we'll come on to later. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, yeah, Manuel Dennis gave him uh, gave him a hard time, didn't he? Uh, but that is probably the best front three we'll play against this season. Um, yeah. And yeah, it will be. If they keep hold of that front three for the season, then I think that's what's so frustrating. The Watford mm. side without those front, and their own fans were saying this, not great. I think if, if they lose two of those three, I don't even know if they'll get in the playoffs. So it's a it's a poor result in that sense. But yeah. obviously, they're you know the three best. I think it is probably the best front three in the league have come up against a complete makeshift back line, and I can I can forgive. To a degree, Clark and Norrington Davis and stuff, they're playing at the wrong side. Seems like a last minute thing as well. I imagine uh, Anil would have been playing. Yeah. Uh, Anil, sorry, I can't stop, whatever. And um, I, reckon, I imagine he'd have been playing and then you'd have thought Clark would have been in his. Quite a quick sort of turnaround. And, and they are coming against three Premier League class players. I can sort of, I can forgive that defensive thing. I'm not that worried about that in, in, in a defensive sense. Mm. Worried mm. about the defence going forward. It's just that midfield again. I mean, we didn't get the, the, the gap between Jebison and then to a degree and I and then Fleck and Norwood was just incredible. And Berger as, as well, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, he, do we, I don't think any of our midfielders got in the box at any point of the game. Mm, not that I can remember particularly. Um, Which is not good enough when you're playing one off from, essentially. Yeah, and he's, you know, what is he, 19 still? Like, you know, and this yeah, but is... another weird. I mean, I presume Brewster couldn't play, obviously not fit enough to play the hour or whatever, but. You know, I felt sorry for Jebison because I've seen a lot of people going in on him. I don't think Billy Sharp up there had done much in that particular game because there were no service whatsoever. No, and uh, Jebison had probably our best shot of the game, really. And I, I emphasise shot, not chance, because it was absolutely not an easy chance. He, you know, the first timer from 25 yards yeah. almost very nearly looped it over the keeper and made a good save. But yeah, so just, just to cover off the defence again, Norton Davis is at left centre back because. Uh, Jarrobus is now out for three months with a, a knee injury sustained in training, by the sounds of things. So the season's not exactly off to a flyer, is it? 
in that respect. Nothing's nothing's changed no. there. I think nine injuries. I think I think I tallied up earlier. I think I'm not going to go through them. Obviously, boring. But I think I think there's nine players out basically. Yeah. So this is why I, I'm not too upset about losing to Watford. But on the flip side, I'm very frustrated that we're not able to put out what should be close, like anything close to what should be our strongest team. I mean, mm-hmm. and this is why it was kind of. It's kind of disappointing that only one new player was starting last night, and it, it happened to be the most boring signing we've made at the summer. Yes. And yeah. uh, he was playing out of position because the two players who should have played to get ahead of him weren't available. Um, I'd like to think that five of the players who started yesterday won't be starting by the end of the season. I'm looking at the team sheet now. I think Norrington Davis will play where Stevens is, so you take, take Ender out, essentially, and swap him with yeah. the centre-back. Uh, yeah, Clark won't be playing. Uh, he will be third choice at right centre back. I think yeah. Doyle will come in for Fleck. I think we may yeah. have uh, another signing. We'll talk about shortly ahead of ahead of one of the yeah. others as well. Uh, yeah, Bogle obviously over Bulldog. Sharp or Brewster over Jebison. Yeah. If we can get to that, then that's that's a good side at Championship level. But yeah, yeah what we put out last night was. Um, I mean, probably mid-table at best, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what did I want to say? Uh, yeah, let's just talk about the goal quickly. I mean, just a dreadful goal to concede, wasn't it? Do you want to try and, try and uh, describe this the for fact anyone that We it? had a corner. Obviously, I watched this with you yesterday, in the pub yesterday. Like, come on, come on, corner. You know, I know we're not very good at them, but you never know. You know what I mean? Mm. And then an absolutely awful sort of... I mean, the corner, to be fair to Norwood, he doesn't do anything wrong. He picks Fleck out. It's obviously a move. Just what a poor shot from Fleck it is for a kickoff. Uh, so it's like soft and low. That's where the keepers ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then sort of obviously clearance away. And then we've still got so much to... to we, they've got so much to do before they can score. Yeah, we've got so I think much like, to do wrong to create a yeah, chance for. Yeah, completely. And, I, and, I, and obviously it goes... Flex go through flex legs, go through uh, Norton Davis's legs across goal. A pathetic goal, absolutely pathetic goal to concede at your own corner. Yeah, I, we... I heard Paul Warren on um, Radio Sheffield in an interview, and he said, "Why'd you bring everyone back at a corner?" And he said, "Well, you told me how many goals you've seen scored when the opposition have got a corner." Hmm. And like, well, there's one, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just against Sheffield United, isn't it? We, yeah, exactly. I really think we've been bad at this. I. I... I don't think there's any like uh, you know there's no stat that tracks this as opposed to goals scored from corners like as in for the team that's got the corner, but um, I, I would hazard a guess that the opposition create quite a high amount of good chances from our own set pieces, and that is because we've got no pace in midfield in particular. That that is yep. completely down to that because we push forward and we just can't get back, and other teams have got really really fast attacks. And I think the execution of the set pieces is poor from us as well. Yep. I mean like. I just, I know we did the. I, I'm up for trying something a bit different from set pieces, and I think we did. You know, I liked a couple of times last season we cut it back to Norwood on the edge mm-hmm. of the box, and yeah, actually, it, we did get a goal out of it once. Didn't yeah. we? I think maybe against QPR. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like that, um, but I, I just Flex scored like what one goal every season for the last three years or something like that. Probably on yeah. average, like, yeah. is he really going to smash one in from 25 yards? I, I, I just thought it was a poor, just a poor option, really. Like, yeah, especially when we've yeah. not won many set pieces. I know they're massive compared to us, but at least try. I mean, we 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 did score some set piece goals last season, didn't we? Like against QPR, for example, they're probably just yeah. the worst team at defending them, I guess. But yeah, I thought I thought dumb option, <laughs> dumb execution, and then just really poor defending after that. Um, what was there was something else? Oh, the the ref. Interfered slightly. What did you? I'm not having this. No, are you? No, no. I'm not having this. I think it's a poor excuse. I think I don't even know if he's in the wrong place or whatever. But that you can't blame him whatsoever for the fact that they've gone the full length of the pitch and scored. Yeah, yes. I don't think it's an excuse at all. I mean, if the ball hits the ref, then it play stops. So you know, Mm. Flex should not be. He shouldn't be sort of changing or checking his stride or anything, thinking, oh, the ball's going to hit the referee. Like, ah, just stupid, I thought. Yeah. Stu- stupid execution all around. Yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible goal. Really frustrating. And the thing is, other than that, Watford didn't really do that much in, in the second half themselves, to be mm. fair. First half, they had a couple of good save from Wes, and 
that's what's so frustrating is it, we, we were really poor but I thought Watford were really really poor as well they just had three players who, who turned it on and, and that's what we saw on the goal really yeah for sure uh, so we made some subs to try and change things uh, I just want to get my order right here so we made a triple change didn't we yeah you're going to be difficult keeping up with these subs isn't it this yeah that's <laughs> a good point maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to abandon abandon ship on this one but we made another change before that when End of Stevens game came to an end after 55 minutes well the minutes. funniest thing about this is this is I, I, I've realised this today Max Lowe came on what one minute before yeah you're right I didn't, I didn't clock that until just so as minute. soon as he came on <laughs> it wasn't his fault for the goal but it all just went to pot basically it it went very much to pot yeah uh yeah so low comes on for stevens who's in, again injured it seems like unless that's cramp like 55 it minutes like cramp. it did look like cramp but i mean again i don't know these injuries and stuff like hamstring injuries i i, I know i'm not going to be one of these sort of Exactly, medical team or whatever, because I don't know what's going on. But there's a lot of weird injuries that you think these are professional football. Why do we keep picking up these weird injuries? Yeah, no, I, I don't tell you can get cramp after 55 minutes in no. the first game of the season. To be honest, like I didn't think Stevens were very good as, again. To be fair, I think no, he once again the ghost of Ender Stevens we saw. Indeed. Uh, so they, we made that change. Uh, we concede a triple sub follows. Yeah. Uh, Brewster for Jebison. Like okay, yep. I'm, I'm on board with that. Kadra for Clark, like okay, that sounds that sounds interesting. Going attacking, and then Osborne comes on for Norwood, who'd not been outstanding Weird. by any means. No, 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 that is a strange on that. What are we I, doing I, here? The bizarrest thing about that for me is Osborne going on the right, yeah, and Kadra on the left when they're both the different. I know you can cut in, and I just found that really bizarre, though. I really, I, I really found that bizarre. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean it. It didn't work at all, whatever it was no. that we were trying. Um, as I said, we we just didn't create anything for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, Kadra, he, he didn't get on the ball that much to, for me to get particularly excited. I just wanted, I really wanted him to start this game. I hope yeah. he starts on yeah. Saturday. I just, I, I look at that team and it, it, I get there's injuries, but I feel like we're almost, with that lineup, we're kind of playing. Not it's the opposite of playing to your strengths. It's playing to your weaknesses. Like this is like, it. This, like I mean, you said about it's... having the back five. Well, yeah. hang on, we, we've got some good attacking players, and all right, I'll allow for like Brewster and Sharp, obviously not being fit yet. But can we just cram a few more attacking players into this? This is team? what it's bizarre with the three-five-two thing. I think three-four-three is probably the way to go in the future. But I think if you're gonna have three-five-two in the way that we play, or three, whatever it was, three-four-one-one, mm-hmm. I. You can't have those five at the back because they're not going to get forward enough, and that's one of the re- the midfield aren't quick enough to get forward, and they and we're not going to get any overloads because the the defenders aren't that those sort of players to get forward. Yeah, and we're not going to hang on to the ball long enough to kind of no. move, move us up the pitch particularly. So, no. yeah, um, to make that triple change, as I said, and then Sharp comes on for Enjai after seventy eight minutes, which is like a du- doubly significant, I thought, because uh, Enjai played seventy eight minutes, which is nice. Mm. And uh, good and he was by see... far our best player, I felt. And, he yeah. was by far our best player, and and probably is by far our best player, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. A couple of, particularly in the first half, some phenomenal bits of skill, and yeah, I mean, he was just getting, he was just getting grappled and pulled to the ground when he in the end. Like I, I was thinking about this this morning, actually thinking, obviously we've got all these number tens coming in now. He's a better hold-up player than any other striker that we've got outside of Billy Sharp. I, I would be tempted maybe to put him as a as a central centre forward until we sort of sort out what we're doing. Basically, yeah, yeah I think he did that role really well at the back end of last season when mm. when Sharp was injured. He was yeah, yeah, he played Sharp like to be honest. Got some very Billy Sharp goals. Um, yeah. So yeah, good to see Sharp himself on the pitch because mm. yeah, I was I don't know I, I, I've got I've been scarred by some of these injury recovery times recently so yeah. yeah when when sharp suddenly was went from being oh he might play in the playoffs to oh he's missing the whole of pre-season i was like yeah oh, major alarm bells so my favorite one with the injuries is when they said about bogle we're managing his injury he's, <laughs> and then he's out he's been out he's gonna be out for a year <laughs> yeah i mean that was february <laughs> well, right managed. managing his injury yeah that's what they said he said uh, he played against i think it was birmingham or luton one of those two games mm. and he said he's carrying a knock at the moment but we're managing his injury not seeing him since <laughs> yeah Six months later, with another three on top by the sounds of it. Um, Billy Sharp becomes our first ever fifth substitute. Tip of the hat to uh, Good Pinch on on Twitter for that one. 
I think he's been sitting on that particular statistic for quite a while. It's amazing we've never made five subs before, considering mm. uh, I think you could do it. You could do it post project restart, right? I'm pretty sure that was five subs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you could because obviously they crammed so many games into uh, such a small period. And the FA Cup as well is you've you've been able to make five subs for several seasons. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there you go. That's our first first ever one, which I thought was great. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, we, we, we've, we've danced around it. Max Low. <laughs> Maximum Low. Maximum I think low. this is the worst individual performance I've seen since Lundstrom at home to, I want to say, Southampton. Yeah, that's Southampton, yeah. Where yeah. that whole performance are. This was just, it was like a joke. I mean, I'm not, I, I, every player has, bad game, has a bad game and you have those sort of games and nothing goes right. But nothing, like literally <laughs> nothing went right. I think he completed one pass. Something like that, yeah. I think my favourite one was when he got the ball on the touchline and turned to like go back to a, a teammate and then he just sort of dribbled it straight out, like running mm. away from the Watford player. Yeah, he was uh it was it was laughably bad. Um yeah. which is un- unencouraging because we have seen him I don't I'm not sure we've seen him play much above laughably bad the entire time he's been our player. Um, and I, uh, I guess I guess you can't say like oh he's just terrible, you know, based on twenty five minutes on the pitch or whatever it was. But yeah. we haven't seen him play well for us in however many appearances it is now, and it wasn't particularly he, he highly thought be of when he got he has, to, he has to be better than what we've seen. He has to be better. Because is he, he though, but they, like you said know. this to me last night, is he just <laughs> happened to be playing in a really good forest team? He might have got caught up with the obviously the uh, momentum they were on. I've, we've seen players do it ourselves. We saw players coming under Wilder where the going were that good. They looked good, and then they actually weren't really that good. You know, mm. Martin Crane, a really good defender, obviously, probably looked better in the team who were playing him because of how good that team was. Mm. Um, we used to bring people in under Wilder. Who you think, oh, he, he's actually Connor Washington or another one. He, he weren't fantastic, <laughs> but he looked better than he was in the team that they were in. Mm. I wonder if that's the case of Max Lowe. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I just want us to sell him because he's on lots of money, and someone is someone is willing to give us money to take him off our, and his contract yeah. off our hands, and we don't need four left backs, uh, or however many it is, for goodness' sake. Um, yeah, that, that did nothing to change my mind on that one, to be honest. But um, yeah. yeah, I suppose there's there's every chance he'll. I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think. Well, we'll get to Millwall in a while. I, I don't know if he'll be playing against Millwall, but uh, we shall see. Um, Anything else you want to particularly say about this game? Like, I, I don't really have too many conclusions. Not to draw really. Like, from what I I've thought the only, the only other person I can, the only two other two players I thought I'd, who can sort of look in the mirror and say they were they were good is probably Egan. I thought were decent mm. considering the, what we're going on around him and Wes as well pulled off a couple of decent saves. Mm, yeah, very nice save from the uh, the header in the, mm. the first half. Yeah. Uh, which, from- Dennis, I think, yeah. And I actually thought Kadra, to be fair, he did at least try to look forward, which is mm-hmm. not something that the rest of the players did. Um, it, there were only him and die that I can think of who actually, when they got the ball, faced the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will say the kit is nice. It's finally here, as, as Beautiful promised. Beautiful number, I think, that kit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it. It's uh, the, the striped back looks looks really good. Uh, certainly compared to not having stripes on the back for mm. previous years. Uh, so, yes, well done, United. We got there in the end. Finally, <laughs> someone there was some... I, I think it was Hal said that we might have... He said this a couple of days before, that we might end up playing in the, you know, pretend white shirt on uh, on Monday against Watford. So, thankfully, we avoided that embarrassment. Yeah, that would have been bad. I mean, yeah. imagine losing in that shirt. At least we lost in a good shirt. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, right, well, that's that's Watford. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to just move on from that one, to be honest. Uh, I, yeah. I think we've probably talked more than it actually <laughs> required. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to look ahead to Millwall before we finish up. But before we get to that, it sounds like help is on the way. Another signing who hopefully will not get injured before he can get on the pitch. Uh, from Man City, James McAtee, who yeah. is a player I had not heard of until yesterday. When no, I, I saw someone post, I can't remember who it was, and S2 put something like, I'm so excited about this player I didn't know of about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... I've seen really good things about him. I ain't got a view from him uh, just yet, but the little bits that I've seen, 
it does look, you know, a, a really good signing in terms of like the, the potential of this guy. A lot of mm. people compare it to Foden. Yeah, Ben Woodburn alarm is ringing right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah. not. But yeah, attacking midfielder. Um, he was the excuse me, the Premier League two player of the year last season. So the the Premier League Reserve League, basically. Uh, he won the Players Player of the Year for Man City's Elite Development Squad as well. So they obviously think he's their best player at that level. Um, yeah. yeah, he's only he's barely played any senior football. He made his debut for the England, England and the 21s earlier this summer. He's got mm. two appearances for City, I think both as substitutes. The only so that like worries me a little bit because yeah, yeah. I, just, I just feel like we you have never seen... know. Yeah, you never know how they're going to step up. But he isn't a total child. He just turned twenty uh, in a couple of months. So yeah, hopefully and he's, he's got to start somewhere. He's got to start. Yeah. So I know games while I had games behind him, and that obviously helped him. But Endai last season had never played a game at professional level other than one substitute appearance. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and another attacking midfielder. Yeah, the the buzz around him from what I've seen in yeah, the last twenty four hours is is very exciting. But I. I guess we'll see when he's actually, you know, mm. playing against uh, real men, if you like, rather than. But just this is another thing. He's only five foot eleven. It's another Diddy man. Uh, Diddy <laughs> man. I think, yeah, Diddy man. Yeah, have you heard that before? <laughs> no, I haven't. Just, it just, it just took me by surprise. Five foot eleven is not that short. You probably just alienated like half of our half of our listeners. Well, yeah, well I'm only five foot. I like to say five foot eight, but I, I think it's probably more like five foot seven. Um, but I just wondered to bring in all these plays in to make me and Hal from Sheffield that away feel better about his height. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm just trying to look up like uh, how, how tall is Norwood? Uh, oh, he's the same height as Norwood. To be fair, so that's not it's not very big. Yeah. But I mean, but basically, he's not he's not going to be a, a midfielder who sort of dives and he's, he's looks like a quite a slight lad as well, hmm. which is absolutely fine, absolutely fine. You know, not nothing against that. But I do worry that we do like that sort of the guy with legs in midfield. It doesn't even necessarily need to be a big. Hoofer or anyone like that, but just someone who has the the athleticism to get from box to box. Yeah, well, hopefully Doyle will be that. I've no idea. Mm. Any, I, I have no clue when he's going to be available, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, James McAtee sounds like he's. Uh, uh, it, it sounds like it's all sorted. Basically, Fabrizio Romano, the prolific Twitter agent person, the 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 man that Alan mm. Nixon wishes he was. Uh, has basically said it's it's all done. So yeah, it, it sounds like he'll be signed in time for the Millwall game. Get him in. Mm. Get some more attacking players in. I want to be excited when I see the team sheet on Saturday. And the team sheet against Watford did not excite me at all. Because, as you said... Yeah, I mean, the, the good news is that by the sound of Basham, you never know where he can bomb, but he said like Basham will be back next week. And he said... Oh, okay. uh, yeah, and he said and he'll obviously he'll be, he should, well, hopefully he's not suspended as well. So straight away, the defence looks a bit more... Well, a lot more competent, whether the clock stays in or whatever. You imagine that we will... I don't think Jefferson will play. I think one of our senior striker will be up from whether it's in die maybe I'm not sure but and I, I, I'd really like to see Kadra play like start yeah. from the beginning exactly I want to be excited and uh, last night was not exciting at all to be honest no. we uh, barely threatened Watford a team who yes were in the Premier League last season uh, yes have um, I would say quite a few players who are better than anything we have um, mm-hmm. but they, they've also not won at home and since October 2021 um, so yeah, we uh, rocked up and let their new manager get off to a good start. Uh, on to Millwall. We've only beaten mm. Millwall at home. Oh, this is another one. This is the first part of the season. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Millwall is the game that I think... I, 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 I'm already frustrated. I mean, it's like uh, yeah, off. you're really down on this, aren't you? Like, as in just well, the, the frustration because, factor. Yeah, because I know how Millwall plays. I always did... Uh, went through the forums and stuff, and on the Millwall forum, their main sort of criticism at Rowett is he tries to sort of nullify games and they are not adventurous whatsoever. They try and nick a goal off a set piece and then sit back. That is their game plan, and that will be their game plan. And you know how this ends. You know how this goes. <laughs> United, five at the back, passing it around like ah, then a corner comes in and that's it. I've got a bad feeling about it, let's just say that. Oh, okay. I'm, still, I'm still quite like just... I don't know, I'm still in... Uh, if we won 4-0 yesterday, I'd have still been... It's nothing yeah, to do fair. with yesterday's result. I just think this is one of the... Millwall in it, you know what I mean? Like last season, exactly the same thing sort of happened. Yeah, well, I'd like to beat Millwall, not just for the obvious reason of, you know, getting your first win of the season, but 
uh, yeah, we, we've we've beaten them. I, I believe this is right. We've beaten them once at home in the last seventeen years. Um, wow. And their last three trips to Bramall Lane must have been tremendous fun for any Millwall fans that have turned up. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the so going back to twenty eighteen, they equalised in like the eighty eighth minute mm. immediately wow. from the kickoff after we'd taken the lead. In twenty nineteen, mm. they had the. Uh, God knows how late that one was to draw with that us. Was and, horrible, that. Yeah, yeah. that was unpleasant. Yeah. And then last year, Jake Jake Cooper just casually smashes one in from twenty five yards to uh, to win it. We should have beaten them last year at home. They, that was the. Yeah. That, am I right in thinking that was a Robin Olsen cross went in? Yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah. We um, Gibbs White got sent off for diving. Gibbs White got sent off. I feel like their keeper made a couple of brilliant saves as well. Um, yeah. I, I, so if you're a Millwall fan, I imagine. They probably could have sold their away end away allocation like <laughs> ten times over. Cause it's like this is yeah. this is a place to be. It's it's amazing. Good Sheffield United. We're gonna have a great time. So yeah, please, I really do hope we beat them. Just for that, to be honest, I feel like we're we're owed it. Um, but yeah, Jake Cooper. I mean, just get your bets in now, really. Just you know, I've just been. I tried to put a bet on him today actually, and it didn't come up on Skybet. So I don't know if they've just not put the goal scorers up yet. So yeah, that's probably true. Um, having been. Writing content for lots of betting stuff recently. If you're um, doing this betting content, by the way, you know what to put this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Jake Jay Cooper, just any time goal scorer. <laughs> um, I noticed to my uh, uh, <laughs> just worry, I suppose, that Millwall won two nil on Saturday against Stoke, and mm. uh, another centre back, Charlie Cresswell, who's on loan from Leeds, I think it is. Scored twice on his debut, both from corners. So you're right. You know what's you know what's coming with Millwall. Um, yeah, just... this is why I think Clark will play because Clark, by all accounts, is good at set pieces, like in both areas. Mm. I know we didn't. We, we saw him get beat for pace yesterday, but I don't remember him losing many headers or anything like that. And I think that's why he'll play. Yeah, and uh, Armand is supposed to be uh, mm. pretty pretty solid in the air as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a big a big back. Well, this you know thinking of this the other way, like not just the. Uh, the panic from set pieces, but it's a very big back three for um, for Millwall. Mm. I looked it up. Creswell six three, Cooper six six. Uh, the other fella, Murray Wallace, who sounds like a, a I don't know Formula One commentator. I think. Who am I thinking <laughs> of? Murray Walker. That's it. Murray Walker. Yeah. 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 Is uh, did, didn't your podcast kill him off? Actually, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we did kill him. Yeah, um, yeah. As uh, yeah, we recorded the episode about and talked about Murray Walker, and then and then Liam thought he died, and I was no, he's still alive. Then, but by the time it had come out, he had died. <laughs> oh, this is incredibly insensitive for me to bring this up. Sorry, but uh, anyway, that's living with Maidley. Just yeah, it yeah. Shouldn't yeah. be called living with Maidley. You need to say something. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's six foot two anyway, Murray Wallace. Um, so yeah, just thinking of that from the other way, probably not going to be a game where players like Jebison or Brewster get much change out of their back line in terms of like yeah. a physical battle. So yeah, it's gonna be we're really going to need to control the midfield. We're going to have to control the midfield and we're going to have to create by intricate passing rather than any sort of crosses into the box or anything like that, I think. Yeah. Give me Which is Kad- good, because our crosses into the box are awful. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me lots of Kadra and Jai and, yeah, maybe, maybe the new fella. And, and Berger as well. Get Berger playing further forward again, please. None of this... I don't want to see Berger in our own half, like, in possession, anywhere near as yeah. much as we end up doing with him. Who would you so. play next Norwood? I presume Norwood would you'd, you'd pick him. Would you, who would you put in? I'd just leave Fleck there for now until there's someone else. Like, I mean, who's better right now? <sighs> The only other, I suppose, the only other option is playing Burger there, and we know how that ends. So. Yeah, exactly. I think I think you're just like limiting you. you you're making yourself worse. I think. Just it baffles me that f- we're not in for a, it. Baffles me we're not in for a central midfielder or a, or a striker. Maybe we are. Maybe well, I we think are. It's Doyle, right? It's just gonna be Doyle. I presume it will be Doyle. Yeah, I just I think obviously we've got another attacking midfielder now, and you think oh, well, how are they all going to fit in? Who's going to play here? When there seems to be like a glaring weakness. Sort of in the in the middle of the park right now, and the fact that we played played a eighteen year old yesterday up front. Yeah, I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not quite with the consensus. Seems to be like Fleck is Ender Stevens. If you know what I mean, like is Fleck, Fleck has been playing like Ender Stevens. I think it was all right last season. Like, I mean, I can't remember what rating we gave him. It wasn't. I think good. we gave him a six out of ten. I think yeah. that was about right. I, I don't think he's anywhere near under Stephen standards. He played well yeah. against Forest in that last game, for instance. He's just not the John Fleck that he were. He's past his best, but you know, yeah. and he and he's people say his legs have gone. 
I, I don't know. I, I, he always started seasons poorly for a start, uh, <laughs> even like in, in his heyday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's like. I, I don't personally don't think it's time to put him out to pasture, but I do think it's time to improve on him in the first team. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I just don't think that player is available right now, uh, unless no. yeah. unless Dole is fit and indeed better than him. I mean, mm. I, I, you know, I think if you put Osborne there, that's at, at best the exact same player. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, central yeah. midfield anyway. So more energy, less skill, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, George Honeyman plays for Millwall now as well. Uh, you may be remembered as. Uh, the annoying git that played for Hull last season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really super irritating player. Like, just yeah. seems to be constantly on the verge of, like, getting sent off. Um, a classic Millwall signing, I suppose, in that respect. It is so Millwall, that signing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, I haven't uh, looked at this. What, what's, like, the Millwall feeling on this season? Do, how did you gauge their, their fans? They, obviously, losing Wallace they, is a big deal. But they seem to think they've got a better team overall. They seem to think that they've lost Wallace, but they've they've improved the squad as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they expect to be around the top six. I don't think any of them are really expecting to be in the top six. But I think the by the sounds of the football is pretty poor. That this mm-hmm. what well what of them were saying sort of is really boring to watch. But with their budget, you know, there's a lot of talk of like is that the only way you can sort of get results? And then other other people are pointing to Luton and saying no, not really. But yeah, I think I think they know they're going to be strong, but they are quite a dull side. Yeah. This is where it comes to him when he's seven nil, like <laughs> <laughs> banana banana shots and bicycle kicks. And <laughs> so they lose Jed Wallace. Obviously, he's gone to mm-hmm. um, gone to West Brom. Uh, massive from last season, like just a, a fantastic creative midfielder uh, mm-hmm. from open play and set pieces. Uh, bring in Jamie Shackleton from Leeds on loan, and this fella yeah. Zion yeah. Fleming. Uh, from the uh, the Dutch league from Fortuna Sittard. Do you know what the Blades connection with that team is? That rings a bell, and I can't hit exactly. me. Exactly. I I had to Google because I was like, oh, I recognise that name. It's where Michael Verips yeah. is. Uh, oh was, right, was yeah. Shipped off to. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seems quite. A, uh, he, I think he. I think he Fleming. This is is like their attempt to replace Wallace. From what I was mm. reading about him, he's. Maybe a bit less technical on the ball, but has the same kind of um, uh, set piece and crossing ability, or you know, kind of profiles yeah. to have that same level of ability. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, watch out for he only he only came off the bench the other day uh, in their first game, but watch out for him at the weekend. And uh, Benikafobi, who is a player I always think should be better at the Championship level, um, yeah. certainly wouldn't turn my nose up at him. To be honest, this is a sort of player that you'd like us to have. I'm not saying he's. A fantastic player, but he's a big, strong striker mm. who's got a bit of pace and can hold it up and stuff. I don't think he's like the most prolific or anything, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really tough game, and this is why I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day as always. Oh we'll, yeah, we'll... I'm really looking forward to the day. Like, I mean, obviously we're meeting up with a few people and stuff, so I'm really looking forward to that. The 90 minutes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Phoebe had a loan spell with Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, I did. I think it was under Carlos. I think. Yeah, yeah, twenty five. God, he's had a lot of. This guy's had more loans than like a, a Chelsea youth product. It's crazy. It's uh, when he was at Arsenal, he was on loan at Huddersfield. I don't even know he was at Arsenal to be honest. But on loan at Huddersfield, Reading, Bolton, Millwall, Wednesday, MK Dons. He signed permanently wow. for Wolves, then permanently for Bournemouth, back on loan to Wolves, then uh, permanently again for Wolves on loan to Stoke, and then permanently to Stoke, and then on a Bristol City, Trabs on Spore. And then Millwall, and now he's permanently a Millwall. So, wow! Yeah, that, that's quite. A he's only twenty nine. He's 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 had more clubs than a professional golf player. I can't think of any professional golf players. Uh, what, what's the Sheffield guy's name? Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me for not being that. <laughs> no, I'm not following golf that closely. Um, anyway, this is total. This is like really boring. I'm sure people don't care about this at all. Um, for, for United. Uh, what, Feasibly, I mean, we know Robinson's out, obviously, and we 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 can assume that Almadadzic is going to be available. What do you want to see team wise? I think with everything we've got available, I'd like to see uh, Norian Davis at left wing back, uh, Ball at right wing back, um, Anil uh, Egan and Clark. Just again, Clark just for the set pieces. <sighs> I'm not sure in the midfield. You know, I think I think what I'd like to see actually is if Norwood and Fleck have to play. 
I'd probably like to see Endai up from as a, as a you know and sort of swapping around with uh, the new guy if he, if he signs in time. I could see Kadra um, and Berger. I think that's what I'd like to see. Sort of four forwards rather than one striker because I don't think mm. we've got a striker at the moment other than Sharp, who's not fully fully fit, who can sort of play that one up front on his own. Mm. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a good shout. Uh, as a, as I said earlier, just please cram some more attackers into this team. Um, I, I just, want... uh, by the way, I, I meant to tell you this earlier. I was looking for a few quotes from uh, McAtee. One of them said he's going to have to work miracles to get Brewster and McBurney scoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> well, God knows when McBurney will be uh, involved in this uh, in this team again. Game um, McBurney's this. Imagine him. You are sorry. Defensive, it's his sort of game. Winning defensive headers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not not hugely enthused about it, to be honest. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence with the, the kind of team I'd like to see, but I just uh, I hope it's significantly different to the eleven that started against um, against Watford because uh, I know it's a bit of a meme to do this every time you see a team sheet. You're like, oh my god, that's terrible! Like post the real yeah. team, etc. But this my optimism, whatever I had for the Watford game, like evaporated very quickly when I saw. Yeah, it same here. Game. I refresh. It's nowhere but... near our strongest team. No, and I, I knew, obviously we'd heard Jefferson were playing earlier in the day from a particular post on S2, and you're thinking, well, well, all right, fair enough. Then you're like, what? <laughs> well, I can't believe we've got all these defenders, like the, the pre-season probably like, oh, we're well-stocked, we're really well-stocked, and then all of a sudden we're playing Norrington Davis at left centre-back and Kieran yeah. Clark at right centre-back. I mean, we, we were literally without a back three, weren't we? Mm. Like, as in, you know, uh, Jack Robinson on the left, Armand Odzic in the middle, Basham on the right. I'd argue that, in fact, that those three out in that formation were probably better than the three that we started last night. Yeah, you know I mean, like I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. on balance. Anyway, there we go. I'm I'm looking forward to Millwall. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, I'm sure it will be a tough game, but uh, yeah, it's even though this has been probably the quickest off season I can remember. Mm. Uh, I'm still very, very excited to get back. Oh to yeah, I'm going to enjoy the day and going to the uh, the match and stuff. I'm just sort of expecting it to be a really, really, really tough, frustrating afternoon. Yeah, fair enough. Take any kind of win at this stage of the yes. season, particularly with players still still getting fit and available and stuff. Um, yeah, that's it, I think. I just want to just finish quickly on, seeing as we talked about it very briefly last week, uh, Euro 22 final. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed that. England are oh, the champions. That was amazing. I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm over the moon. Very, really likeable team. Play. Yeah. I think I think they were the best team in the whole tournament. Um, I, I think, to be honest, I think the two best teams did get to the final. And it yeah, was... the, the final could have gone either way. I think whoever mm. won it would have deserved it in a way. I, I did think Germany, when it went to 1-1, I thought Germany going to win this because they looked far stronger. But fair play to England for coming back. And like I said to you yesterday, really, I'm sick of people saying, oh, the men's team could learn a thing or two. The men's team lost on a penalty shootout in the same tournament, <laughs> like the equivalent tournament last year. You can't get much closer. Yeah. No, exactly. So I think that's a bit unfair on the men's team. But yeah, absolutely fantastic. It is really good to see um, everyone sort of behind it, people who are like sort of dismissive about women's football. And, I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be an hypocrite. I, I don't sit and watch it or anything like that. I'll follow the, the late United ladies' results on, I want to say CFAX. I don't do it on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1985. Um, you know, on the BBC Sport or whatever. Um, but I, I'm not a big follower, but... I couldn't believe the how much it had come on in terms of quality from the even the World Cup last mm. last saw. I really do think the quality it's definitely a more technical game than the men's game um, because there's not the, the physicality thing is not not the biggest thing. So yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it actually. Yeah, not it wasn't a, a classic final. I don't think in terms of like an no. exciting game, but maybe it was just really tense. I actually, uh, well, I, you know this already. I, I had a, quite a hard time watching it because um, I was away with family. So I like watched some of it on TV mm. and then the rest of it kind of on my phone while uh, <laughs> while bathing my daughter and getting ready to put her to bed. So uh, at, at some point in the next couple of nights, I'm going to uh, rewatch the entire final because I've not I've not really seen the the post match stuff yet, apart from yeah. bits on on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So I'm really really excited to kind of kind of watch it. Like so, I said it's. It seems like a really likable team and so skillful. I was, I was really, um, I think I've mentioned Kira Walsh last time as well, mm. but 
yeah, she she won player of the match in the final. Um, yeah. And that, that through ball to Toon for the goal was And the, the finish from Toon as well. Yes. I mean, you see the play, I, I saw her like running clean through and they're, they're horrible them chances anyway because you think, you've got so much time to think. I know it's a cliche, but it is true. Mm. And to finish it like that, like, whoa. <laughs> I, thought she put it, I thought she put it well over. Like, as soon as she yeah. took it, I was like, oh, no. And then she just clipped it perfectly into the net. And then... Yeah, Kelly as well, get, getting the winner. That was, yeah, like you, I expected, I, th- I thought Germany were going to win like once it yeah. went to extra time. They were getting better and yeah. they've never never lost a final either, Germany. They've won, you know, eight finals, eight wins. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I think, um, obviously, uh, the the main striker out in fairness to Germany as well, which would yeah, be that like helped. Yeah, yeah, it did help a little bit. But, um, yeah, just congrats to the Lionesses and, uh, mm. yeah, it's... First time England. Do you know what? Congrats to that. Uh, obviously, I mentioned to you, to you about Alex Scott, who um, just was saying like all these clubs now are coming out saying, "Oh, why didn't you? Why, why can't we host it?" And you know, and she was like, "Well, if we were there with the begging bowls, basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, can we? Can you host it?" And no one were bothered. And now all of a sudden, it's a massive success, and everyone's like, "Oh, why can't we? Not we want a bit of the action." So yeah. fair play to United as well for for having the foresight to um, to get involved in that and getting a semi final of a. Of a major tournament. Yeah, I know. I think I think Sheffield's done a, a grand old job. Um, Let's not that's picture that salmon outside the train station now. And get something <laughs> to do with football in there instead. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, can we not get like a statue of Millie Bright or something instead? I really, I really hope United can do something that like gets the players at, um, at the lane, like the Sheffield base. Uh, Hopefully this Saturday it might be a bit too soon. Maybe I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm going to say like it sounds like Ella Toon's off to Ibiza <laughs> forever. So yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, she's yeah. taking a few more. with <laughs> But yeah, hopefully they can come to the lane and like, like I said to you, hopefully Alex Greenwood's there as well. Obviously with the uh, O'Connell connection. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice seeing uh, him share share stuff uh, on Instagram of like him and uh, him and Alex Greenwood celebrating afterwards as well. It's yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see. I, I just, I mean, it's obviously awesome when your country wins uh, an international tournament because mm. we we have literally never experienced it before. Um, no. I mean, I have in other sports, like with the the Cricket World Cup a couple of years yeah. ago. That I remember feeling like, oh my god, this is what it actually feels like to bizarre, to win something. When, I mean, I'm not a massive rugby fan, but I remember when England won the Rugby World Cup. I was talking about 15 years ago now, something like yeah, that. It was like 2005. And I was like, we're not world champions. Oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We, you know, we have this such. Well, I don't know. You and I are obviously the same age. We, I think we, I think it's probably fair to say we grew up with this this general background of like England a you know superior sporting nation like you know we invented all these sports we should be winning every international tournament going and then we've lived through like the sort of the collapse of that into like actually we're a bit crap at everything like all these games yeah. that were invented we're a bit rubbish at them and, and this then... is the thing with the height that we grew up with in terms of mm, the golden I mean. generation I know like everyone it's a bit of a joke that but you did I remember every single World Cup thinking England's got a chance this year look at our team mm. <laughs> and uh, I think having followed this tournament the Euro 2022 tournament quite closely mm. I think there was a lot of sensible people saying England actually do have a really, really good chance of winning this. But I think they're sort of almost holding back a little bit of like, but even though it's it's not England men's football or, you know, anything in terms of like they've got the scars of losing yeah. to Germany or blowing it or anything like that. Yeah, the yeah, burden, yeah. Yeah, I feel like people sort of held back a little bit from sort of actually going, do you know what, this team is properly stacked and has some... Amazing players in the starting eleven, and amazing players on the yeah. bench, and yeah, a uh, a fantastic coach who's never never lost a game at the Euros yeah. now. Just yeah, amazing. I'm sure this team as well must have scored more in this tournament than Gareth Southgate England has scored <laughs> throughout his tenure. But over to you now, Gareth. You know, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they did. They broke the record. England. It's the most goals scored by a, a single mm-hmm. uh, team in a women's Euros. And uh, yeah, just as a final. I mean, it broke all kinds of attendance records as well, which I I just think every every sporting event should be held in England, is my opinion. After after London 2012, I think that yeah. I think that showed the way. It's like this is how you do sport. So just yeah, hold yeah, everything yeah. in England from now on. Um, but yeah, I, I think you look at all the attendance records, and obviously the it's kind of fitting that it finishes with um, yeah. biggest ever crowd for a men's or women's Euro, Euros game. 
uh, in the final at Wembley, eighty-seven thousand there, which was yeah. I feel like I should rein you in. You're sounding a little bit like Ferrari. Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm getting all hyped <laughs> up again. Yeah, I, it's, I really, really enjoyed Everywhere. this tournament. England's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to be drinking it in over the next. Yeah. I, I've just, I've not really had time to like properly digest it yet. I've got like a billion podcasts lined up about. Yeah. Um, United preseason previews and uh, yeah, looking back on the Euros as well. So that's my that's my listening sword for the next few days. Certainly. Um, anyway, mate, sorry, I've, I've yammered on far too long here. I got I got excited there, so um, <laughs> I, I will rein it in and we will wrap Let's it up. Let's go back to misery. United lost. <laughs> United lost. Well, you uh, you made me me chuckle heartily earlier when I read your piece for the pinch. Oh, thank you. Which yeah. I invite you now to plug along with anything else uh, that you've got coming our way. Yeah, right, right now I call for the, uh, the pinch um, about just social media, the funnier things that I've found on social media uh, during pre-season and really enjoyed doing that. And then the view from Watford, which I'm sure everyone is going to be <laughs> chewing up to, to read after last night. Uh, to be fair, they were really sort of down on their own team, Watford. Normally I thought it was going to be like, oh, we were just too good for him. And like most of them were saying... God, we're rubbish without that thrill from, you know, we were absolutely awful. So they are probably the most depressed fans I've maybe have ever come across, uh, judging by the last three sort of view froms I've got from them. Wow. That yeah, I a... really do. They, even when they won, they were like, mm, yeah, we won't. And. <laughs> uh, why can't we win one of these opening games of the season? Why do we always have to start like... With a, I know, know, I know. Negative. I mean, I, I do think we'd lose, especially certainly after seeing the team, but at the same time, you're like, oh, not again. Imagine what it must feel like when you win that first game. You're like, yes, we're going to get 120 points. We're like, automatic mm-hmm. promotion is going to be sealed by Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it must be nice to go through that level of, uh, you know, narrative and stupidity, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> optimism. Whereas we're just like, oh, God, here we go. Another blooming slow start to the season. Let's hope we can have figured out our best team by the time the World Cup break kicks in. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm exaggerating. I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yeah. Um, I am, I am, I am. I probably am a bit tired today, so I'm a bit grumpy. It's yeah. down to, yeah, we had a couple of pints as well last night, didn't we? So. <laughs> ah, there is, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, defeat on Yorkshire Day. Bloody hell, Watford, you know what? Who do you think you are? Do you know, I do the uh, view from, uh, I do a song for every view from. Mm. Um, and I bought an Elton John song and I was trying to look for one and I I went for I Think I'm Going to Kill Myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fantastically named title uh, title song from Elton. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Uh, right, well, that's it, mate. So, uh, yeah, check out roysviewfrom.com. Follow you at Panchero. Yeah, find, uh, find Andrew's article on the pinch as well. Really, yeah. Uh, a really enjoyable read. I don't think that's... Um, it's not behind a paywall, that one, I don't think, is it? I don't think so, no. I don't yeah, think so it's free to read. I think always forget my login and I read it, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very amusing, and, uh, yeah, strongly recommend checking that out. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Um, thanks for your time, mate. I'll, uh, I'll see you on Saturday for a, a few more points, I imagine. Yes, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Nice one. Thanks a lot.